Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. It's time to saddle up and talk about the winners and the losers. This is the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, here's the good. Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hands uh, coming up at uh, 1.30. We're going to chat with our good friend Kurt Heelan. So... Let's do good, bad, the ugly a little early, shall we? I love it. Is Kurt going to be here with us? Like he, I believe so, Lloyd. I believe he's coming by. Ah, that's awesome. Love Kurt. We'll have some great NBA conversation with Kurt, one of the best in the business. Big thanks to Dan. So awesome. Full half hour with Dan. So the good. Is he back? I'm not sure if he's back back, and I don't know if we're going to get to sports roulette. And, oh. and Lloyd... I don't know if you got to see it, but Tiger Woods back on the golf course for the Genesis Invitational in Los Angeles. He just wrapped up his second round, shot a 69 in his second, shot a 69 in his first. Nice. He is looking really good. He's averaging about 320 on his drives. So his drives are are hitting the distance. This second round that he just completed – the best holes that he played were the final three, so he's not showing exhaustion. So Tiger Woods is starting to pick things back up again. But because I don't think we're going to get to it in sports roulette, I'll mention it here. I don't know if you saw what he did to Justin Thomas. I did. But it is getting honest, a lot of buzz. Why do I, I love this man so much? I, honestly, I thought it was Photoshop. Like, I thought I didn't think it was real. Until you saw the video yeah. of Justin Thomas throw it. For those of you that didn't get to see it, First round yesterday in the Genesis Invitational in Los Angeles. They're teeing off on the ninth hole. Tiger tees off first, and he blasts this 323 right down the middle. Yeah. Justin Thomas gets up, and he blasts his about 300. As they're leaving the box, Tiger Woods (laughs) walks up behind Justin Thomas and slips a Tampax into his hand. Justin grabs it, looks at it, Chucks it on the ground, and Tiger kind of wraps him up in a side hug and, and kind of leans into him. 
just like any guys would do on any course, having a fun time, not looking to be offensive, not look, just looking to rib each other a little bit like, yeah, you know what just happened. Yeah. I'm how old, and I'm getting over. I lost part I, almost, of my leg. Almost, yeah, almost, almost lost a leg. And I just outdrove you by 20 yards. Hey, we're going to have a little bit of fun. Hey, have you seen have you seen the Netflix series that's uh the golf Netflix series that's on that's on right now? It's no. like it's sorry, it's called Full Swing. So it starts out like yes. following it, yeah. Oh, I started it last night. It is amazing. I'm telling you it is it. it's phenomenal. So what's the first it, the first What's it about? Well, it's just it's it's following golfers around and it has a little bit of the, of the kind of the battle with the the PGA and Live Tour as well. It hasn't gotten there yet, but the, so the first episode was called Frenemies, which is it's about uh Jordan Spieth and uh and Justin Thomas's relationship because they've been like friends since they were 13. Like it's they're they're you know giving each other a hard time. They're smack talk with one another and just kind of their their career trajectory and and it is it's a it is a fun watch. Like I I think Hans, I know you you're not big on the series these days, but I think you would love it. Well, I did love the Tiger Woods special that Netflix put out. That was yeah. absolutely incredible. It was must-watch stuff, and and I do I like these side stories, and like it's it, following it's it's like going through the you know the the life of a golfer, like what the the, the hardships that they go through, the str- the swing struggles, you know, JT struggles and stuff like that, you know, and it takes them behind the scenes of of you know hopping on the. The, the Learjet and, you know, going to t- do a practice round or whatever. Like, it, it takes you behind those scenes, and it is it's fascinating. Well, the mind games in golf, to me, are more fascinating than the mind games in any other sport. Yes, I agree with that. Because I think they have more influence than any other sport. Because you can't, you can't physically lean into a guy when he's talking too much yeah. in golf. So those little moments where you're sliding the Tampax into a guy's hand, even though you're friends, it's kind of like, hey, you know what you just did. There's 20 yards short. And that's Tiger. Tiger's going to continue to have fun. And he's playing really well right now. JT did get the last laugh, though. He did get the last laugh. He ended up finishing, I believe, it was a 3 under 68. And Tiger ended up a 2 under 69. So he did come in one stroke under. But Tiger Woods is only five strokes back of the leader yeah. um, in, in after wrapping up his second round. So there's your good. Let's get to the bad. Now the bad. You know when it's a bad and it starts with the uh, headline of a Las Vegas nightclub, you know it usually doesn't end well. <laughs> New Orleans Saints running back Alvin Kamara, Cincinnati quarterback Chris uh, Lamons, and two other men have been indicted by a grand jury for allegedly assaulting a man at a Las Vegas nightclub in February of last year. All four men indicted of charges of conspiracy to cons- uh, to commit battery and battery resulting in substantial bodily harm. Civil lawsuit filed against Kamara back in October by Darnell Green Jr., the man who alleges that was attacked. The lawsuit alleges that Kamara and the other three men beat Green and stomped on him when he was on the floor unconscious outside the nightclub on the morning of February 5th, 2022, the night before the Pro Bowl. Yeah. I believe that this made the bad when it originally happened back on February 5th, right before that Pro Bowl. Yeah. I think it was either the bad or it, it might have been the ugly. But Green was pretty damaged, and he is seeking no less than $10 million in this thing. And here's a couple of the things that he's 
he's actually suing for or filed this civil lawsuit for. His pain, the suffering, the disfigurement from the beating, the mental anguish, both past, present, and future medical expenses, all of those things in excess of $5 million in damages. I know that there's a lot going back and forth in regards to this, but they have finally come up with a grand jury indictment yeah. in this case, which, Scotty, it tells you something. Yep. You could not come up with a grand jury indictment in one of the most notorious and ugly NFL cases, maybe in the history of the NFL, when they couldn't come up with a grand jury indictment of a quarterback uh-huh. that was alleged to assault 20-plus women yeah. in, in this massaging situation. Yeah. Well, they've come up with an indictment of these two NFL players, and, and we'll see where this goes. The NFL did not penalize them through last season, yeah. but we'll see where this goes. Here's your bad. Let's uh, get to the ugly. And, of course, the ugly. All right, not sports-related, but this really bummed me out when I saw this yesterday, Hans. Yeah, it's sad because I know you talk about probably the greatest action movie uh, it was right up there with the greatest Christmas movies. Die Hard. Die Hard kind of changed all of our lives when we were younger. Yeah, the family of Bruce Willis announcing that the actor is suffering from a form of dementia called frontotemporal dementia. It's called FTD for short. In a statement, uh, the 67-year-old family stated that, quote, while the news is painful, it is a relief to finally have a clear diagnosis. Today, there are no treatments for the disease, a reality that we hope can change in the years ahead. As Bruce's condition advances, we hope that any media attention can be focused on shining a light on this disease that needs far more awareness and research. This is a really rough one, Scotty, because it attacks the frontal part of the lobe, and that hits your personality. Yeah. It hits your behavior. It hits your language, your ability to speak. So it's... It affects everything in regards to who you are. Yeah. And I guess it was like eight months ago or nine months ago, they kind of shut down access to Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis, even though he's got a couple of films that are being released, and I think one that's soon to be released. He's still been working, but with that announcement, they took him away from the occupation. They've taken him away from the spotlight because – they were really concerned in regards to just how degenerative this is and how much ground he's really lost. Yeah. So it's just sad. It's sad to see Bruce Willis go through this because he's always been the tough guy. Oh, yeah. And he's one of my favorite actors slash action actors. Right up there. You know, he's, I don't know, he, there's so many good movies, I mean, and even, like, bad movies that he was in that are actually good, you know, like, you know, Last Boy Scout. Not a great movie. Not Fun a great movie. because Bruce Willis is in it. Bruce did a good job with it. Um, Honestly, this is, like, this is, like, actually one of my biggest fears is to suffer from something that degenerates your mind over time. Like, well, that, that scares the you-know-what out of me. One of the harder things was watching Jerry Sloan. Oh, yeah, him. yeah. And... You and I kind of had a front seat because we would talk to Jerry, ask him about interviews. I remember the last interview he did with you and I. Is that a golf tournament, right? That's right. Yeah. It was at Thanksgiving Point, and he was hesitant, but 
kind of with the backing of his wife and his courage, <clears throat> he stepped up to the mic. And, Scotty, I think it might be one of the last interviews he did. I can't imagine there being many after that one. I think it might have been yeah. public interviews. I think it might have been with you and I. Wow. We, and, we almost saw a wreck right there. And it was awesome to be able to catch up with him. But I would go up and talk to him at the jazz games because he had the same seats every time. And I always love to go up and just say hi. And he would ask me if I'm still on banker's hours and <laughs> you know make it. fun of me. And I remember that last season where I kind of got to go up and talk to him. I could see some of the de- decline. And yeah. that was it's really hard to see the people that you love and that you know their character and that you know and you watch them decline mentally, and that's it's really tough. So I can't imagine what you know Bruce's family is going through. It's got to be a pretty tough thing for them. Yeah, this is no bueno. It, it, it's tough to see. It's tough to be a part of, and it's tough to watch. And and your heart goes out to a lot of people who are dealing with uh, dementia and dealing with Alzheimer's. And uh, this is. This is not Alzheimer's. This is something different. I was reading about it last night. And, yeah. you know, Alzheimer's, there is actually some, some, some treatments that are available that at least slows the progress of that. Here, there's nothing right now. There's nothing that can stop it or, or really slow it. And he's still so young. You know, back in our younger days, we'd be like, oh, yeah, well, we're only 28. Yeah. yeah. He's, what, 62? 67. 67? Yeah. Is he really 67? According to this, yeah. Jeez, he is 67. Uh, back in our younger days, you look at it and you're like, oh, yeah, I'll never be 67. No. Now we look at it and we're like, Phew, we're about 20 years away. We're, no, we're about halfway there. 25 years away. Yeah. 24? What's, what's 67 minus 35? 38. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's it's got to be really tough. You know, one of the crazier things about getting older is watching – the, the people that we grew up with, I just went through, it's a where are they now for Last of the Mohicans. Oh, no. Three-fourths of that cast are gone. No. Yeah. Who was the actress? Was it Mary? It was over 30 years ago that Jeez. that they, uh, Madeline Stowe was. Oh, her. that's it. Madeline Stowe. Yeah. Was, and she was, uh, she was 30, she was 34 when they recorded that movie. She is now 64. Daniel Day-Lewis was 35 when they recorded that movie. Yeah. He's now 65. Jeez. And, and closer to 66. I will find you. The special was actually recorded at the end of 2022. So, Oh, man. I don't uh, want to see that. General Monroe, yeah. her father, yeah. he's gone. The French leader, you remember the, oh, yeah. the French yeah. general? He's gone. Chingachgook, the father. Yeah, don't he, say it. He's gone. 30 years is a long time. 30 years is a long time. But it's hard because, you know, you sit there and you're – We still, I still feel like I'm 18. Yeah, I, I do too. Like, that's the thing. I don't feel any much different. I don't, I'm certainly not any more mature now than I was at that age. And now we're watching these amazing actors and actresses and musicians and Bruce Willis. Suffer these things, and it's pretty tough. Breaks your heart. Absolutely breaks your heart. Kurt Elon's going to join us coming up in about 10 minutes. We're down here uh, just uh, outside the Triad Center overlooking Vivint Arena. You can come by and hang out. I don't think I've ever seen so many black SUVs in my life. 
there are black SUVs everywhere. So, you know, hauling the, people around that don't want to be seen. Are these a black SUVs? Are they a taxi or because they've got the east west point? But that guy, that one's not. But there's a lot of them that are. We've seen a lot of them that are going north south that say east west on them. I'm trying to point them in the right direction. Got a lot of crazy people driving by, honking, uh, yelling things. Scotty, we just about saw a wreck. Yep. We saw a SUV that had the tires taken off, and it was running on tracks, which was really strange. And they had a bullhorn, and they were yelling something at us, download the app or something. Yeah. Um, but the traffic is incredible down here right now. Just not, not talking about the car traffic. I'm talking about foot traffic. A lot of people moving up and down the streets, coming out just to see the sights, and it's and this is just the tip admit, of the iceberg I'm too. I'm kind of falling into the excitement oh, I'm, I'm of, with you. of all the All Star Weekend stuff. Filling the buzz for sure, and uh, it's only going to get even. I mean, it's only going to get crazier tonight. It's going to be a blast down here tomorrow night. I can't imagine what it's going to be like, and you need to come on down here and uh, take a look at the sights because I'm with you, Hans. You know, all leading up to him, like okay, it's game and some, you know. Some some activities, but this is, I mean, props to the Jazz, props to the NBA. They have turned essentially South Temple and 300 West into just a basketball mecca right yeah. now. I just had a listener probably late 50s, early 60s. He stopped by. Did you see me talking to this yes. guy right before we jumped on this segment? And he is a Jazz season ticket holder. He's got two Jazz season tickets. And he's listened to our show since our very first show at Vinyl's, Vinyl Industries. Yeah. He brought that up. And he said, I realized that I wanted to be a part of this weekend just a minute too late. He said, I knew that the All-Star Game was coming. And I, and I was kind of just, okay, so-so, but more excited about the jazz season. Said, but coming down and seeing everything that surrounds All Star Weekend, yeah, he goes, I can't believe I missed buying tickets. He missed it. He didn't buy tickets. Yeah, but now he and his son are down here walking around, just kind of trying to experience it all. You can still get out to the Salt Palace. Yep. And so we talked about Alima Harrington's event. There are still free events. You know, you might need a promo code here or there, but that's why you listen to sports radio. Yeah, we'll direct you in the right way. Yeah, if you want to go search back on my Twitter account, uh, I've got a link to that event. Uh, and all you have to use is a promo code Alema, and you could be hanging out with Flavor Flav and Meta World Peace and uh, Alema here. And Alema. And probably another cast of indig- individuals that are just going to be wandering yeah. in. Have you seen all the videos of the TNT crew? Yes. As they arrived and Shaq's all dressed to the nines. and uh, Those dudes are like the Beatles, man. And everybody just loves those guys. They are. They they. They're as good at entertainment as you're going to find in professional sports. Yeah. And having them here. And Shaq's going to be hosting an event at the Union Event Center. He's going to be hosting a a couple-of-day event. It's kind of a VIP day experience. So a lot of fun things, man. Well, coming up next, Kurt Heelan's going to hang out with us. We are live here outside the uh, plaza at Vivint Arena on the corner of uh, South Temple and 300 West. Come by, hang out with us. Kurt Heelan joins us next right here on 97.5, the EKSL Sports Zone. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. 
I'm Andrea Smartin, and my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hans Olsen, Scott Gerard, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hope you're all having a tremendous day. All right. This is a fun opportunity. We've had a chance to chat with him in person a couple times, but Kurt Heelan from NBC Sports and ProBasketballTalk.com joining us. This conversation brought to you by Aquaterra Steak and Sushi, a curated dining experience in downtown Salt Lake City. And if they want to ring some over to us, hey, we would be fine with that. We're downtown Salt Lake City. <laughs> we're downtown. Aquaterra, you're downtown. Let's uh, let's make the magic Seems happen. Seems like here. it might be a good partnership. Uh, but Kurt, thanks for coming by, man. We appreciate it. I it's, it's great to see you guys and talk to you guys in person. And look, I know, I just got to say, I know you've got you had Dan on this morning, Dan Wojcik. You've got Howard Beck later. Just just know, I am better looking than both of them by a mile. Compared, yes. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so if I'm just throwing their, that out there. If you took their very best attributes and put them on one body, <laughs> it's not making a curry. It's just not. It's just not. Oh, no. they, uh, they are great guys, yeah. and and Dan's the guy I lean on for food recommendations around the city. Oh, really? Well, around the country? Yeah, he's a good foodie. So it's like, hey, where where should I eat here? Well, so. he must be because he hit one of Scotty's hot spots here in downtown yeah there's a uh, chicken place called pretty bird that is where he told me to go yep. he told me this morning he's like did you go to pretty bird i'm like uh no i went to at venezuelan arepas last night so i'm like no i'm just gonna that's not bad uh but no if you go hit pretty bird uh you know you might need to take out a second mortgage for it for the sandwich but it's a chicken sandwich make nbc sports pay I, for say, it. I got the nbc sports credit card there man. you go <laughs> come on down we're all we're buying for everybody <laughs> man don't open that box <laughs> We got some. Yeah, they don't know what I look like. Pr- prize pig Phil's going to be down here in about five <laughs> seconds. Yeah, we do, we do have some clinger ons that uh, love to get the free stuff. By the way, you know, and this is this is how we do things here in Utah because you know we're used to the cold weather. So anybody who comes by and says hi, and feel free to take as many as you want. That thing is jam full of ice cream sandwiches. Oh, nice. So yeah. uh, it may be thirty five degrees, but we're going to get some ice cream in. Uh, not only ice cream sandwiches, but that is the flavor of Utah. That's the fat boy. That's Produced in Cache Valley. I think. Yes, I, I believe so. Oh, now now, now I have to try it. Okay. Well, th- now I'm in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> come. Anybody that wants to come by and grab an ice cream sandwich, you're crazy, but they are available for <laughs> you. Well, I, I, it's not that cold. In the sun, it's not bad. Go ahead and grab you one. Go yeah. ahead. Uh, no, it's not bad at all. Uh, all right, so is this uh, – Do you have you counted up the All-Star games? Do you know what number this is for you? Um, I think it's around 10. I, I – I, I actually, it's one of the few things I keep are the press badges from All Stars and Finals and uh, some of those type of events. I don't keep a lot of souvenirs. I don't own a lot of NBA paraphernalia. Yeah, but I do own. Uh, I do keep those. I think it's ten. I've been with NBC thirteen years, and I didn't go to one. And then there was the pandemic. Obviously, hit a couple. So I'm not. I'm not sure. It's ten or eleven, somewhere in there. So when you stand here on the corner and you're just taking a look at Vivid Arena and you've oh, got the murals, good. that's going to be a big jumbo screen. Apparently, the entire oh, side of the rat. That'll be fun. Yeah. So and and you know, obviously you've seen the signage that's up and down the streets. How how are we doing in comparison looks, to the ten you've been to? You know, it looks really good. I mean, the city looks a. It's not every city ha- is built to handle an event of this size, right? Like to to. A lot of people come to town, and that'll get busier over the next couple of days. And Salt Lake, I mean, you've handled 
an Olympics. You yeah. handled like you've handled these kind of events. So it's just it's a I don't know. The sidewalks don't get overcrowded and wide. And there's certain cities that I'm not going to name Charlotte where it just seemed <laughs> it just seemed like the event was too big for the space at points. Yeah, yeah. That's not the case here. It's like this is a city that can absorb, even though it's not like. And I was going to say New York or L.A., but also like the convention cities like. New, you can add this to New Orleans and they don't blink, right? Yeah. But, like, Salt Lake can handle it and yeah. absorb it. So it's, it's, it looks – and the city looks, like I said, looks beautiful. Well, it's, uh, it's a fun time of year for sure. And, uh, you know, there's – you know, I, I, when we're in the media for a while, we get, and get callous to things. And, uh, yes. And, and uh, we don't really appreciate it. But is there an element of the All-Star game that you personally look forward to or is it just work? And Because I don't blame you if it is because that's no, all no, I get it, it, it is a lot of that, but it's also – I don't – Howard, uh, is, is Howard coming by or is this a radio? Uh, we're not quite sure on Howard yet. He's going to either phone or in person. We're not Dan sure. Dan and I are both in L.A., so we see each other. But Howard is, um, there's a, just a lot of guys I don't see every day. That, that, that's always the best part. You get to see some men and women that you just don't. And kind of get to just, oh, look, you get to explore some places I don't always get to go. And Charlotte, I, I mean, Charlotte, um, Salt Lake City, I've been to a few times for Summer League and for games out here, but like, Hey, get a chance to go see some stuff and do some stuff while I'm out here. And especially, it hasn't been, I haven't been here in the winter like this when it's just, again, I think I've caught a good weekend, but it is, it is, it is just beautiful. So it's been really fun. Well, we're excited to have you, man. It's great when we get these personalities, guys like you that come in and have a great time and enjoy the city because yeah. you know, we want to feel like one of the big boys. You know, we, yeah. we want to make this place eligible for maybe another professional organization to come in. I, you heard yeah. Kurt saying that we could handle some size and some growth. And we've always kind of wanted to see some professor, professional sports growth here too, Kurt. I, I get that. I, like I said, I, I'm, I'm not the math guy. Like I, like I don't know how big the population is and the media market and all that stuff. But as a city, I mean, like you said, we've, we've, it's handling the event fairly pretty smoothly right now in a way that like i said other cities always don't and it looks like the signage and everything the city just looks sharp and clean and and it's kind of fun so let's uh and we've been talking every week and with the craziness of the trade deadline but now that you've seen maybe things shuffle out a little bit we still haven't seen katie in a uniform yet but uh how do you kind of rate the west right now assuming everybody's healthy coming down the stretch yeah i think phoenix don't they just have to jump to the top on paper have they, to. Ju- they have to be up at the top right there i just don't see how you don't put them and i've got questions about a obviously staying healthy but are they going to defend and i think the big question guys and, and jazz fans certainly have seen this during the peak years here you're going to have to have guys sacrifice and it's not going to be Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant doesn't sacrifice. He should not be sacrificing no. his game. But is DeAndre Ayton willing to give up touches and ask and do the little things in the role playing that you're that you're going to need? Some of these other guys. I don't. I don't know the answer to that. I think that's my one remaining question for them. Is like, are they going to buy into this? Or and and they've got Monty Williams is a great coach. Like I think everything's there on paper, but I've got to see it play out. I'm going to watch a lot of Dallas games because they're going to score a ton of points. They're just not going to. They're just not going to stop anybody from scoring points, which yeah. is going to make. I'm kind of rooting for, uh, like Oklahoma City, Dallas somehow in the first round. Just, just, just a shootout. Just nobody's playing any defense up and down the floor. Would you say Kevin Durant is more a sure thing than Kyrie Irving? Yeah, I think he's. 
he's not going to be disruptive. You know what I mean? Like, they need Kyrie Irving so badly. They just needed anybody. Not necessarily Kyrie, but they just needed anybody to. Luca was wearing down. I mean, you, you guys saw it. You yeah. could see it. He was physically starting to just kind of wear from all this. He needed that second shot creator out there. So having that will be a big boost. But I think Kevin Durant, A, steps into a better situation, and B, is just a he's not a disruptive force. He's a rounded player. He's a good playmaker. He defends a little better. Um, and he's he just likes to play basketball. If he's playing, when Kevin Durant gets to play basketball at a high level, he's just happy. He's just in a good space. And so he seemed to be in a good space at his press conference the other day. We'll see how long that lasts. Well, and that's the other thing, too, that I think is going to be really interesting is with Dallas, and we've already seen a couple of these situations, um, it's the last possession. You know, yeah. who's got it cooking, who's not, who gives up the yeah. ball, who who keeps it. I mean, oh, yeah. how's that chemistry between two, you know, I always hate using this word, but the two alphas yeah, no, that need the ball in their hands. I, that's going to be and, – and Luca's so clutch, but um, Tyrese had a couple of clutch yeah. shots. Yeah. Uh, he's had one or two big shots in his game. So I – It'll be interesting to see how they handle that. I think that's where Durant works well because he he wants that shot. He's willing to take that shot. But he's a high enough IQ player where he's just like, Booker's rolling. Use me as a decoy. Have me set the screen. Whatever you want to do, let's let's free up Booker. And I think when you do that, you're going to get, like, I, I again, on paper, they just, I, by the way, if it's not them, it might be Denver. Yeah. I still think Denver's really good. Well, that's the thing. Where's Denver sliding all this? Yeah. I, Denver just keeps doing what they're doing, but I still think if they're healthy, if Jamal Murray's back, they, they're they versatile. They're, I mean, Aaron Gordon's good, fourth best player. They've got versatile defenders. Jokic is a, is clutch as well. Like, I just, I think they're the bar. I just think there are, Phoenix could clear that bar if it's right. We talk about defense and Denver needing to have more defense to be a contender. You could probably go to Golden State as being an incredible defensive team. What's the last team we've seen win a championship that just doesn't play see, at I, least a top ten level defense? I see. I, I think the teams that didn't do it during the regular season, th- there was one of the – I just wrote this the other day. One of the Warriors years, they were 11th or 12th during the regular season. But they flipped the switch, and they were the best defense in the playoffs. And, and the Lakers did that back in the Shaq-Kobe era where they just – coasted through the regular season on defense one year then went all right let's go and if you've won a title and if you have the chemistry you can do that but i'm not sure i mean outside of milwaukee and like i'm not sure which team gets to i i I would say the warriors this year but they're 21st in defense heading in right now they are draymond green was really honest about them being frankly bad on that end of the floor the other day so like i if they're not if I don't see that over the last 20-whatever games of the season, then I'm going to really be concerned in the playoffs. Well, well, Kurt, how expensive is this getting for Golden State right now? Very. Yeah. It's getting expensive, and next year gets astronomically expensive. The, 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 the general theory around the league is that when the music stops, it's going to be Draymond Green without a chair. And it's going to be interesting to see he's on a player option for – I'm going to say $26 million off the top of my head, $28 million, something like that. I don't know how much more he'd get somewhere else long term. He might opt into that and try to win, you know, make one more run with this Warriors core. But I think this scene as a next season, if he stays, are it. And then they, 
I mean, they they just paid their future, right? They just paid Wiggins. They extended Wiggins. It kicks in next year. They extended Poole. It kicks in next year. They're already paying Curry and Thompson. They were already at a number that their ownership had balked at in the past. Uh, it was tax and their tax and um, uh, salary for next year is like. I mean, you should. Eric Pincus was on with you guys in the morning. He'd know these numbers off the top of his head. It's going to be in the four hundred fifty million dollar range, Ooh. which is just insane. And they're like, even with our new cash cow of Chase Center, they can't afford it. So something's got to give. And I, maybe they eat it for one year to make one more run, but we'll see. I mean, I know. Yeah. I know. Look, they're in San Francisco. They should be printing money there, but the, there's it, only so much money you can print. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. It, their owners are willing to dip into their pockets. And, again, having this is what everybody's trying to do now. The owners are trying to build their own stadium and control it because then you get the – extra income from yeah. all the concerts and circus yeah. and yep. Disney on ice and whatever else comes through um, that helps fund that bottom line. That's what's going on with Chase. And they've got developed, if you haven't been there, they've developed around oh, yeah. it and they own a bunch of that stuff. So, like, it's been a cash cow for them. But, again, they have a limit, too. Out, the, outside of Balmer and Joe Sy, I think everybody has a limit. I'm not sure if those two guys do. I, so. called, a, <laughs> I called a college game there uh, back in uh, December, and it was just – it's I mean, a, the area around it's just fantastic. It's a beautiful facility. Yeah. It really yeah. is. They they did it right, and it, I'm curious. There's a few good ones out. Out the new ones are really nice. The, uh, Golden Center in Sacramento is really nice. You know, it's crazy to think with this Golden State experiment where they're getting with their luxury tax payment. Once you take away the teams that are outside of the luxury and won't receive the payment, I bet each team is going to be getting fifteen yeah. to eighteen million dollars. From Golden State, each each team that's under that luxury. The, the payouts this year, they're figuring, are going to end up at, it was something like, it was higher, and after the after the after some moves that the, a couple teams ducked under the tax at the uh, trade deadline, it's still going to be somewhere in the 13 to $15 million range per team. Just And that's cash straight to your bottom line. Yeah. That is just, hey, that doesn't go on the books, that doesn't go anywhere, that's just a payment that... For a for a market and a team like Utah, like I don't know what their books are. They should probably be making money, but like if you weren't putting thirteen million dollars in the coffer, well, <laughs> certainly certainly, certainly helps. Will helps. Certainly helps. Um, so when you look at uh, this Jazz team, and obviously got gutted a bit, yeah, but yet still is playing really well. They went two and two on a road trip that they probably should have gone zero and four on, and uh, and and scared the bejeebers out of Memphis the other night. Um, what what are tangible things that you would want if you were if you were Will Hardy or Danny Ainge? What do you want to see from these final twenty games of the year? More Walker Kessler. Like I mean, because as much as I love what and, and probably uh, you know Laurie Markkinen's probably the leader for um, most improved player off the top of my head. Like that's that's one of the award. I mean, I'm a voter, but that's one I haven't. I'd, I'd wait till late to dive into it just because yeah. that's it's a lot. It's just hard. That one's a lot more math. That's a lot of work when you start compare, comparing, like, okay, did he just get a – is he the same player who got a larger role or whatever? But he's genuinely improved this year. He's been fantastic. But but I'm not sure that he's here five years from now. It may be. Yeah. But, like, whatever's coming, he may or may not be part of. Walker is. He's been fantastic. So more of that, try out your young players, see what you can get. Try to find – Bring in some guys on 10 days in two ways and see if you can find the next uh, 
trying to think of these guys who come in, but like the Lakers have been good about this the last couple years where they're like, where the heck did you find Austin Reeves? The kid can play. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, the, the Alex Caruso's of the world. Like there's those guys exist if you find you can look for them. If you can go find the kind of under and develop those kind of under those guys prove the foundation of what you want to build because you've got to have if you're going to eventually have stars, you've got to have you've got to have guys who produce under under market value. Yeah. And, yeah. So here we are about nine days out from the deadline. Jazz have played four games, all four on the road. Yeah. Post trade deadline. They've held Westbrook's rights the whole time. And we're all just kind of on a holding pattern here in the state of Utah trying to figure out what could potentially happen with Westbrook. Kind of write the script for us, Kurt. Yeah, I wish I had a good answer for you. I, every team is conflicted. Um, I, know, like with, I know with the Clippers, he actually is meeting with Kawhi and Paul George today or, or yesterday or today. He's meeting with them. There is a – the players want him. Like to a man, the players want him. Management's a little more. Is he really? We kind of need shooting and defense. Is this really the direction we want to go? Yeah. Um, the Bulls make some sense, but I. Nobody's jumping up and down, and he's going to take his time. I think he's too, potentially too good for somebody not to grab, not to. But he's going to want a landing spot. He's not going to. He's not going to negotiate the opt out. Yeah. Miami wants him too, and Miami actually has more money to offer, but maybe. They don't. I heard they don't want him that much, huh. and they, they're looking at. They want Kevin Love. Um, they need. They need size at the four. They miss. They miss um, PJ Tucker. Something fierce. Um, so it's probably Bulls or Clippers. Clippers, like I said, they really want him, and he'll. But he'll wait. I mean, he's. Once he's got a landing spot, then he'll go talk to the Jazz and say, "All right, they're going to bring me in for the minimum. I will give you." the prorated minimum off my salary. So he basically his salary never changes. He just comes from a different place. And uh, you buy him out, you save a million or two on the back end of that deal. And I, I imagine that's how it goes. I, I can't imagine him ever suiting up for this team. No. So worst case scenario, he's he's John Wall in Houston. I, I can't they just pay him to stay away at that point. But I don't think he wants that. And I there seems to be enough. Seems to be more interested in him around the league than I thought there would be. So. The, the Clippers thing, I think, is interesting because you've got Paul George and I forget another player who campaigned for him. Kawhi's now and I just, I was meeting was with Kawhi him. gotten in the mix too? Yeah, they're meeting, and I know that Terrence Mann, some other guys uh, were interested. Yes, I just and honestly, and Terrence Mann, we've talked about this. He's not really a point guard. He's better at it. <laughs> they just. I heard from somebody they were thinking about, hey, we could start Russell Westbrook. And I'm like, did you watch any? Like, yeah. They're just down the hall. Did you watch those games? Because it's not pretty. But, it's hey, it's good for Utah if they get out. Wherever he lands is good for the Jazz. So they're, they're rooting for whatever. But I, I say I keep – there seems to be momentum on the Clippers thing. And I, I know some of their front office is a little hesitant. But they're also – they're not there. Yeah, they're not that team, and they there is a lot of pressure on that organization to win because Steve Ballmer is willing to spend a lot of money, but he would like some results for that money, and they have not really produced it yet. So we spent a lot of time in the West just talking about the Jazz situation, the All Star, yeah. jumping over to the East. The Boston Celtics have been through a lot. 
the head coaching situation would be more than most places could handle just in and of itself. But Boston has gone through a lot. Seems like they've found their man. Seems like there's some consistency. Yeah. Do you believe that they are kind of the the pride of the NBA right now? Yeah, I think weirdly to weird to say this, but the loss to Milwaukee on national television Tuesday night sold me on them. No Jason Tatum, no Jalen Brown, no Al Horford, no Marcus Smart. Still take the Bucks to overtime. And that, I think, speaks to the depth and versatility that they have on that roster. That, hey, man, Derek White's a really nice player that is going to get a smaller but very effective role in the postseason, and you can bring him out when you need him. They're just so deep. And I think that there's a certain amount of 2014 Spurs with them. Where the team that, for people who forgot, the team that lost in the finals to the Heat after the Ray Allen thing, and they came out the next year, won, I want to say 60 games off the top of my head, really close to it, then rolled through the playoffs and won the title, just dismantling (laughs) the Cavaliers in the final. There's a little of that attitude, that, like, we were, they genuinely believed they were better in the finals last year. They believed they were the better team. Um, I think they had better players, but weren't the better team, if that makes sense. Um, they're the better team now. They're really on a mission. And I, I don't think Milwaukee or anybody can beat them if they're at their peak. we got to take a break. you good to hang out for just I, a little bit longer? Sure. I hear there's ice cream sandwiches. Right there. Right behind <laughs> you. Let's go. And we got soda for you, too. <laughs> Hands at Scotty, 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. Remember, Remedical is Utah's only physician-owned and operated wellness clinic. Visit remedical.com today. This is 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. You're locked on to Han Solson and Scotty Chick. Chick, Chick. That's right, yeah! On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hey, welcome on back. 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. Just a few more minutes with Kurt Heelan. He's been kind enough to hang out with us as we are just outside Vivint Arena uh, on the corner of uh, Third West and uh, South Temple. You come on by, hang out. We got ice cream. Look, it may be 35 degrees. Doesn't matter. Good. That was good. That's that good, was really huh? good. Yeah. It was really good. Out of Fat Boy, it was really good. Yeah, Kurt, they... Kurt out of California comes to Utah. <laughs> We're sitting about 40 degrees. Grabs himself a Fat Boy. Knocks that thing down. Takes his jacket off. He's got his jacket off, sitting in a long sleeve only. Yeah, it's awesome, Kurt. Maybe you need to move here. (laughs) Get a pair of skis and move here. I'll 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 run that by my wife. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know how the family would sign off on that. But uh, the house we bought during the pandemic. Yes, I thought it's. Oh yeah. (laughs) Hey, uh, what are your plans this evening? Uh, Five o'clock. Lloyd and I are headed up to the Huntsman Center for that celebrity game. Are you gonna? Try the celebrity, or you just I'm stay gonna, for the no? Rating? I'm actually going to be here. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about doing something on Scoot Henderson, um, and the. This may not be the most telling exhibition of his skills, uh, the the glorified pickup game that is, the, the celebrity game is always fun, just because, every year, there is one celebrity that takes it way too seriously. Yeah. That's, that's like the best part. Is it, it used to be Arnie Duncan, the oh yeah, the education secretary under Obama, like. Man, he was competitive in yep. this game. I'm like, dude, it's just a pickup game. Well, and we, you know, Ryan Smith, the owner, still, you know. Well, he's playing, isn't he's, he? he? He's Is he? Well, here's the thing. We had him on the air, and he's like, no, you know, I don't want to make it about me. But 
the more we get closer, the more I think he's going to have a pretty active role in this thing. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I don't think he can help himself, which is fine. You're a billionaire. You own the team. You do whatever hey, the heck you yeah, want. Exactly. When you own the team, it, you get to, you should have some perks, man. <laughs> Let's just say there's been a lot of videos leaking of him getting into three-point shooting contests with Dwayne Wade. So there's a, a lot of that going on. I know he's been practicing up, and I know that he plays a, a, a couple of games through the week. I wouldn't be surprised to see him jump on the court. Who are you most excited about? Those? We got Guillermo? Guillermo, yeah. Guillermo's up the, there. Oh, you got uh, Metcalf. DK Metcalf. Oh, that should be interesting. Yeah. Albert Cal- Pujols. Calvin Johnson. Uh, Calvin Johnson. Yeah. And that's about all we knew. Like, it, it, we showed our age. We went through the rosters. We're like, I don't know them, them, them. No, I don't uh, know any of these. You guys are just, first off, you guys are not up on your YouTube content creators. No, we're not. And TikTok content creators. Not like Howard Beck is. Howard yeah. Beck is like Mr. TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's, on the, he's on top of the TikTok, huh? Um yeah, that, Albert Pujols, I, f- I feel like the joke is Albert Pujols was a really great basketball player 10 years ago, but now he's kind of past his prime. Yeah. I, I saw a lot of Angels years out in L.A. where we go, I'm like, there's well, not a lot left there. Well, Kurt, we appreciate you coming by. You're Thanks for hopping oh, on with us every fun, week. Guys. It's always a lot of fun, You're man. the best, That's Kurt. Fun. Take care, guys. So, we'll hey, see you soon. Honestly, thank you for the time you give us. Oh, no, it's, it's, it, it means it's the one world of my, to us. It, thank you. That's very kind of you. It's one of my favorite spots of the week. And, Treat Howard well. He's nice once you get to know him. Yeah, we will. We will. Howard Beck joins us next, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andreas Martin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.